we do think that bad news is a societal problem and to focus on what's going wrong in the world, it's problematic. Welcome to Ununinformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Ununinformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel dumb around your smart friends. True or false? Listening to the news makes the world a better place for you. Many of my friends say that's false because it seems like the news just makes people depressed, angry, and polarized. So what if listening to the news actually equipped you to solve the biggest issues of our day? Well, my guest today is out to change the way we get the news. We're joined with Alicia Geddes. Here's Alicia at TEDxBYU. Problems scream, solutions whisper. What we see predominantly in news and media is problem-based. David Bornstein, a journalist, observed that if we were to run a family or a business by only sharing problems, we'd run those entities in the ground. So the question to ask is, does negative news media have a similar effect on our nation? Research would indicate yes. Research shows that when we watch news, it increases both our stress and our anxiety. The antidote to a problem is a solution. I want humanity to get access to these incredible cures. Today, we're joined by Alicia Geddes, who is out to change the way we view the news. She's a producer of a new web series, which addresses the solutions to the biggest world problems. It's called Solution Time. Alicia Geddes. Welcome to Un Uninformed. Thank you. I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, this is round two. So uh, last time we were talking about, well, we, yeah, we did talk about solutions to the world problems in our last podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about coming up with some of those solutions in interesting ways. But I think let's first talk about how people view world problems. I think they view it by turning off their television. I have a lot of friends who said they stopped watching the news because all they hear is bad news. Oh, yeah. Research shows that when you watch the news, it can increase your anxiety. Well, I don't, I don't think we need research <laughs> <laughs> to, to verify that. Good point. I've got some anecdotal, uh, you know, personal experiences. But yeah, and, and my friends are the same way. Um, yeah, they're like, you know, I'd rather not be informed and be happy. So how are you combating that? Well, we thought that we could make world problems a little bit more digestible if we did two things. One, if we used humor to help people better understand the problem. And two, if we showcase these great solutions. Cool. Uh, now, wh why humor? And why do you think that's a good idea? I mean, I, I, when I think of humor, I think you're making fun of somebody. You're, I mean, I guess I don't see it yet. So paint me a picture here. Why humor? Well, let's take John Oliver, for example. He's, yeah. he's a very popular news comedian. And when he did an episode on food waste, it just went, it went more viral than boxes episode on food waste really so just our assumption is that by using humor people like to share funny stuff <laughs> yeah that's well think about social media right mm -hmm. and 
Okay. At least you can laugh while you're crying, right? <laughs> Maybe that should be your tagline. Yeah. No, but you, uh, well, let's talk about your tagline. Uh, so solution time is talking about it's bad news for bad news. Is that right? Yeah. Our tagline is it's bad news for bad news. And we really, we, we do think that bad news is a societal problem and to focus on what's going wrong in the world, it's problematic. That's where I think the other part of our show is really important. It is depressing to watch the news. It can feel overwhelming. And even when I watch shows like John Oliver, who I love, I still feel a little bit more hopeless about America when it's over. And so that's where our show is different. Uh, We leave viewers better understanding the solution to a problem. And these are really cool solutions that people haven't heard of. We leave viewers better understanding a solution and we give them ways that they can get involved. Oh, cool. Well, maybe let's jump into like some examples of stuff you've done in the past. I, I went to one of your live shows um, in Provo, Utah, and uh, we've got some of the clips here. So let's, let's uh, take a listen. Great. So a lot of people will ask me, how can you use comedy while making fun of really serious issues like poverty yeah. and human trafficking? And the answer is, well, we would never make fun of a victim or right. someone who's experiencing a tragedy. And the com- these are all big issues. These are not trivial things you guys are covering. Exactly. Yeah. In the comedy world, it's called punching down. And punching down. It's called punching down. And it's a bully move to make some fun of a homeless person or a disabled person. However, there's comedy everywhere. And some of the safer things to make fun of would be myths or misperceptions surrounding a social issue. So for example, we were doing an episode on poverty and there's a narrative that the poor are lazy. And I think that's a myth. I'm, so here's a clip making fun of the myth that the poor are lazy. Okay, let's hear it. These lazy bums on welfare have become one of the last safe demographics to ridicule. It essentially puts the poor in the same category as Ryan Lochte, Kim Kardashian, or pretty much anyone who wears Crocs. And this opinion doesn't just exist on the fringe of society. This bias and misconception have been spread by prominent political leaders for years. Really poor children in really poor neighborhoods have no habits of working and have nobody around them who works. So they literally have, they have no habit of showing up on Monday. They have no habit of staying all day. They have no habit of, I do this and you give me cash. Unless it's illegal. Now, we can't completely dismiss all of Newt's comments here. There are some people who do exploit the welfare system, but to say that all poor children are lazy unless they're doing something illegal is absolutely insane. Now, unlike the former Speaker of the House, I'm in no way condoning blanket judgments or sweeping statements, but Newt Gingrich definitely wears Crocs. (laughs) Wait, what about, what's what's the thing about the Crocs? It's just absurd. (laughs) Wait, does he really wear Crocs? I don't think he really wears Crocs. I don't know. He definitely wears Crocs. (laughs) We've got a picture to prove it here. Yeah, that's right. It was just a playful way to bring in absurdity to a really heavy issue. Right. Another safe topic in general uh, to make jokes about would be statistics. 
According to the 2014 Bureau of Labor Statistics, there are over 9.5 million people classified as the working poor. In fact, over half of all fast food workers and one out of four part-time college professors are the working poor. So now, the next time your teacher hands you back a paper that says needs more work, you know he's just asking you for a better job. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I was there for that. So anyway, th this, is, this is good stuff. Any, anything else you want to comment on that? No, I mean, I just think that these are both examples to what we were stating. We didn't victimize people who are in really dire circumstances. Right. All right, so you said there's two parts. So comedy and then informing people of solutions. Let's talk about informing people of solutions. I, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. I, I just, I think that when America knows how to move forward with a solution, they act. Yeah. We saw this over and over again with ALS. We had over 17 million compassionate people do the ALS challenge. I did it too. I'm so <laughs> compassionate. <laughs> and I, that's like my number one YouTube video, which I, I wish my other ones were, were higher ranking. But um, okay, so what was it about that that was so much more effective than, than what is traditionally the way of making people aware of problems. I think it was just a really clear and shocking call to action. And then you called your friends out to get them to do it. So there was <laughs> this social component to it. But what I loved about that is that it showed that America does have time and that they want to give back in their own way. And we see this actually um, with back to John Oliver. There is actually a term called the John Oliver bounce. And when he gives his audiences a call to action, social change has happened. What? Really? Yeah. So, for example, he did an episode on net neutrality. And his call to action was for viewers to reach out to the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. So many viewers reached out that it shut the website down. Wait, really? Uh-huh. We've also seen it. San Francisco Chronicle, I believe, they were dedicated to doing research and reporting on homelessness. And they did so much reporting and had so many reporters involved that the mayor of San Francisco made a plea to end homelessness within three years. Wow. So when people make clear calls to action, our community responds. Now I want to go back on the, on the humor thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, you, you mentioned something in your, I think it was in your uh, TEDx talk. You were talking about how, how humor helps people act or it helps. What, what was it? I know that it helps maintain information in your memory. So you actually remember better. One article that I read suggested that if you lose your keys, try laughing and see if that helps you find them. <laughs> like, that's not what I want to do when I lose keys. But, but I tried it, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fantastic. How wives' tales are born. <laughs> yeah, but great. And, yeah. well, and so, and I, I guess it's like, if we, could ha if we could smile while we're creating solutions, we do better, right? Is that kind of the hope here? That's the hope, is that it... Let's let's bring a little humor into the heavy stuff. Um, and humor in the solutions also. The idea is that the problems aren't as painful to hear and that there's hope and a vision of what to do next through the solution portion of the show. Okay, well, let's talk about what's what's happening now for solution time. You're doing you're you're launching a new season this Veterans Day weekend. Correct. So so tell me about that. 
We're going to show America how veteran homelessness has been ended in three states and 64 cities. Wow. And this definitely is a heavy issue. Homelessness, veterans, and somehow you're going to combat it with humor. Right. Um, And the whole episode's not comedic. We get to interview a former homeless veteran, Philip Gord, and that part's really inspirational and touching. Yeah. As um, you see how, I think the number one question I get surrounding homelessness is, what about mental illness and PTSD? How do we get those men and women off the streets? We show the viewers a veteran who has experienced mental illness, PTSD, homelessness, and prison. Yeah. I I feel like those are all the fears. And it's just like, oh, that's going to be an individual who's going to be on government services for the rest of his or her life. Yeah. Not Philip. He's in his own apartment. He's going to school full time to become a construction engineer, and he's working at a local TV station. This wow. is a man that has pulled himself out of the grasp of poverty and is living quite a productive life. Let's give the listeners a little preview of your first episode. Well, let's give a listen. As Americans, The idea that anyone who has worn our country's uniform spends their nights sleeping on the ground should horrify us. Of course, just feeling bad about the problem isn't enough. There needs to be concrete steps in the right direction. At least that's what my exes keep telling me. You jerk! That's where that went. I weighed 105 pounds when I got arrested. And I stopped saying that I got arrested. I was rescued. Wow. So in New Orleans, which is the first city to have ended veteran homelessness, had a mayor that really wanted to get it done. In fact, he got it done in six months. And, uh, well, I guess we don't want to spoil all the solutions, so tell us how we could tune in. You can go to our website, solutiontime.tv, and our episode on ending veteran homelessness will be released on Veterans Day weekend. Fantastic. Now, this is maybe a question I should have started with, but why are you so passionate about this? I remember the day that the Boston bombings happened, yeah. and that was probably the first time that I really wanted to turn off the news. Yeah. I mean, I think of the Boston Marathon, it's, it's up there with the Olympics. It's, oh, yeah. it's showcasing the greatest of human accomplishment. And for a bombing to happen, during such an incredible feat for so many people. It was just the contrast of the best of human nature and the worst of human nature. Yeah. And then I went to work and um, my day job, I work for a, um, a, a social innovation center. Um, and I know that's kind of jargony, but it means we dive into social problems and we come up with solutions for yeah. social problems. And I felt a spark of hope. And then I realized that I'm constantly exposed to the best of human nature of people who are vigilantly trying to solve social issues. And I realized that no one knows about this. And how can we give a bigger voice to these amazing solutions that are already happening? And is there anything else you want to add uh, before we uh, close this up? When you think about the way that people traditionally find solutions, they're not great solutions. When you think about solutions that have gone viral, they often look like Three Cups of Tea, which was a book written by Greg Mortensen. And it was his mission to promote peace through building schools in developing countries. Yeah. 
great concept, but it ended up being a scam. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. The whole book? A lot of it, yeah. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, Coney 2012. I was one of the biggest internet sensations of 2012. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. And about the child um, abductions and, right? Invisible children. Invisible children, yeah. sorry. And I'm, but the problem was that by the time that that, that social media series or that social media campaign had been released, Coney had already been in prison for several years. Oh, really? <laughs> so I, I do think bringing to light the problem of invisible children is important, but uh, both of these were instances that weren't entirely true. Yeah. Or we think about solutions that are celebrity endorsed, and at the end of the day, are they a good solution? Some are and some aren't, right? Right. Yeah. I, I, a lot of, there was a lot of news in the press about Tom's shoes, and a lot of questions asking, hey, do, do donating shoes actually help get people out of poverty? In America, a lot of people have shoes that are in poverty and they're still in that circumstance. Yeah. And there was some criticism about um, the shoes potentially putting local shoemakers out of business. So I, um, I think the ways that we typically hear about solutions are either celebrity endorsed or it's our neighbor who's starting some nonprofit. But yeah. we as viewers, we just don't know if at the end of the day, if they are a good solution. And so what solution time aims to do is show solutions that are scalable, sustainable, um, and, and most importantly, have actually had impact. And so what I'm excited about with this upcoming episode on ending veteran homelessness, this is a solution that has seen a reduction in the problem by 50% wow. since 2010. And very few solutions are reduced by ten by fifty percent. That's fantastic. I've never heard of any other solution that has had that much success, and virtually everyone I've talked to has never heard about this solution. Well, that's fantastic. So we're we're hearing solutions. We're smiling while we're doing it. Um, solution time. Alicia Geddes is a producer of the new web series addressing solutions to the biggest world problems. Thanks for joining us, Alicia. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Alicia Getty's first episode about ending veteran homelessness came out this last Veterans Day weekend. You can watch it at solutiontime.tv. Stay tuned as they release more episodes on solving the biggest world problems. You know, I'd like to think that Ununinformed has the same or, or similar agenda as Solution Time, so stick around as we also try to tackle solutions to the biggest world problems. Now, we're taking a break for a few weeks, but we'll be back in your feed soon. Our music is provided by D.D. Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and you've been listening to Un Uninformed. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.